Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to the Norfolk and Suffolk non-league football podcast uh, backed by popular demand. Um, I have decided to uh, carry on and uh, go a bit further by uh, many of you asking. And uh, what better way to start on a new platform and to uh, have as our first guest the caster number one uh, Ruben, La- Ruben Lane with us and Ruben is also our first ever sponsored player too um, lots of reasons we decided to sponsor Ruben um, especially the throughout Covid uh, it was very well documented how hard uh, he was working and training throughout Covid um, his uh, attitude and everything else but we've also had a bit of a journey with Ruben we've also um Followed him in his younger days with Norwich United under-18s. We've seen him sort of grow, come through the ranks there, progress, and he's now into senior men's football. And what a way to start senior men's football than to sign his second uh, ex- contract, I believe it is, with Caster for a second year. Uh, COVID has obviously been a little bit tricky, so the first year was a little bit hit and miss. Um in life of football terms as we know it but with the second year uh, signed hopefully we're going to have a bit more of a regular season and um, we now welcome Ruben to the show. Ruben welcome my friend. Hello mate I don't really know where to go from there it was a bit of a flattering entrance but thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well basically you've just got to carry it on now quite simply you know no, no, no pressure mate you know you're the first on the show you know, you are live, and it's all it's all good fun. But um, but no, I mean on on a serious note, um, if we start at the easy end of the scale, obviously uh, we know each other very well. We talk a lot uh, behind the scenes and whatnot. But um, obviously, I know you very well from uh, your Norwich United under eighteen days. Uh, I've caught you on film a number of times, as you know. But um, yeah, so really, cased up. Um, being your first taste of men's senior football, mate. Yeah, it's been good, mate. It's been really, really good. Obviously, I signed near enough a year ago now. And um, I've loved every minute of, it, minute of it, to be fair, mate. Obviously, being at university as well, um, it was kind of, at first, a worry with how to keep football up and how to almost... Keep your, keep your performance levels high and everything while juggling being at university. Um, but this first year, mate, I've absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I'll make No, good. Excellent. I mean, so really, um, as, as we know, the first year, obviously, COVID obviously messed everybody up and it threw lots of. Uh, you know, as, as you know, it plans off and bits and pieces. But, um, you know, there was a handful of people I've seen, but yourself included, who uh, worked hard throughout COVID and, and it was well documented and showing what you were doing, mate. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, always, I've always wanted to train when I can. Obviously, COVID never really helped, um, especially like lockdown one and that. I did pretty much what the majority of people did and um, just didn't really do anything with themselves. There was nothing really to do. Um, so I kind of took that up on myself to kind of think, what can I do to better myself, keep my performance levels high and how to keep my fitness levels up as well. Um, 
and that's where I just, you know, the same, the same as any old kid does really, just have their bat, just have their dad kick balls at you in the garden. And um, yeah, that's how, that's how lockdown one really went. Obviously, the restrictions were lowered a bit towards the end of 2020, and that's good. Uh, could get out and play a bit more with my mates and everything just down the park, um, working on bits that I think I need to improve on. Um, and, and that was really how I dealt with it, um, the whole COVID thing, and obviously case came calling, and the rest is really history, mate. So, so how, how, did, how did it feel, Ruben, when some someone of the likes of Caster, um, how did that feel and everything when they came calling for you? Um, what was your sort of first thoughts and feelings when all that when that, when that, when that came to light? It was a weird one, to be fair, because I was originally planning on staying at Norwich United. Um, like obviously, I just finished with County. Okay. Um, and I, I just played 18 for Norwich United, and I was planning on staying there. Like, we had Camo come in, who was my goalkeeper coach at County as well. Yep. It was all looking really good, but I just wasn't I wasn't sure that I was going to get game time um, because there was a lot going on with the club behind the scenes as well. Yep. Um, so I just kind of kept my options open for other clubs to come call in. Sure. Um, then, after like numerous talks with other clubs and whatever, I was kind of thinking, hmm, it's looking like I'm going to stay. Uh, but then Graham, Graham Lewis messaged me, um, and he literally, like black and white, sat me down and was like, mate, I want you to be your number one. Um, and for me, as a, as a young goalkeeper, hearing that, um, that was massive for me. We talked, we talked logistics as well, like I'm at university, I'd have to do this and do that, do this and do that, in order for it to work. But um, yeah, Graham, throughout the whole year, Graham's been led to me, like, um, so... That just it just filled me with confidence, and to, for a young goalkeeper to hear that, um, you know, I want you to be my number one. It was massive for me, and obviously, I go to pre-season with them, um, meet everyone, and uh, get a good pre-season under my belt. And within the first couple of sessions, mate, it was really sold to me that that's where I wanted to be for the first year. I mean, to, to, to be fair, mate, like I say, I mean, when I was watching Norwich United, as you know, it being a ex-goalkeeper myself, um, to be fair, to be fair, you know. Um, you, you know, you, you did. There was a number of games where you stood out, um, where I was on the sideline filming. Um, I always did wonder what was going to be your future after Norwich United under 18s. Really, well, obviously, you couldn't stay with the under 18s forever. Um, but you know, I, I knew that you were going to, you're onto something big there, so to speak. But wow, you know, when someone like Caster, you know, in the Ang- Anglin Com Prem, I think it is, you know, um, well, I, I, think, I think it's such an uh, it, it shows all your dedication, and hard work to attract somebody of Caster's um, reputation, mate. To be fair, mate, like, I, I didn't expect it at all. I didn't expect you um, to say like, "Oh, you stood out in all these games." I didn't even expect that, mate. So thank you very much. But yeah, when when Caster came along, it was like I knew where they were based and I knew whereabouts of the county they were. Um, and it is quite a trek from me anyway. But um, I've been at a con this year at university, obviously, and I've been in the city sort of thing. So you can get from anywhere from here, really. Um, sure. But, it, yeah, it, it did, like, like I said, when Graham first messaged me, it filled me with so much confidence because it was kind of like I am getting noticed and, like, people rate me. And for, for like, well, I'm sure you know being a goalkeeper yourself, mate, when you hear, like, people... 
think you're all right and people think, you know, this guy's got a bit about him, it, it, it is, it's a confidence boost, mate. And um, obviously, like I said, after being to pre-season, after meeting everyone at the club last summer, it was, um, yeah, mate, it was a no-brainer for me. Well, speak, speaking of our good friends at Caster, uh, I mean, I, obviously I speak to Alan Graham a fair bit, as, as um, and yourself and others, as you know. But to be fair, Caster, it, you know, it's it's not just a football club. They they do so much for the community as well, don't they? And I, you know, I'm one of the things that really has stood out for me as a club of being professional is the um the 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 the, the, uh, the path along the edge of the ground with people's names on um like uh, the, the the paving slabs. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You know, things like that is just absolutely fantastic, putting an extra spin on something and including people. I, th- I think it's absolutely brilliant as, as what, a, what the club are doing. Mate, it's fantastic. Like, it was another, it's another reason why I've chose to stay because the, the whole club and community are just like all as one together. Yep. There's, no, there's no difference between first team, reserves, devs. They're all, we're all just one, one bunch, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it does, the, yeah. A lot of the lads have grown up together. Um, and I know a few from playing in my younger days, but like it's just that whole togetherness um, that I really, really like about the club. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to say old-fashioned, mate, but I love a football club that's involved with the community. I love a football club that doesn't, you know, separate between teams. Um, and that again was another reason why like, it was a no-brainer for me, mate. Sure. I mean, obviously, Graham and um, Al have obviously got their plans in place. And uh, obviously, I'm sure you're aware of those plans, no doubt. But um, with what you with what you can tell us, obviously, um, Caster's ambitions. I mean, obviously, I'm guessing um, win the league or basically go up and maybe put a trophy or two in the cabinet for the boys. Yeah, I think this year coming, mate, massive. It is absolutely massive. Um, last Last year was a bit of a tough one to take, obviously, with COVID and whatever, because we got a really good pre-season under our belt and started bringing out wins in the league as well. And then lockdown two hit just before, and that really killed us, Um, you know, because we couldn't see each other as often, we couldn't train with each other as often. Um, And it it was literally on the pitch that, you know, we were struggling, quite frankly, we were struggling because... Obviously, the pandemic affected us. Yeah. But since things have been back to normal, um, like quite like how they were back in, February, sometime around there, we started to get our mojo back, and um, yeah, we, we ended the season quite well. But but next year, I think definitely with restrictions being lowered um, and a sense of normality coming back. Um, we're aiming to get promoted, we're aiming to win the league and we're aiming to get whatever cups we can get under our belt. Well, speaking of uh, cups, mate, obviously, um, as you know, and for those who don't, um, the Offside Trust held uh, various um, cup competitions um, throughout the throughout the lockdown to give people a chance to play football, basically, uh, and to highlight what the Offside Trust um, is all about. Um and you were very fortunate, mate, once again to stand in that long white tunnel at the FDC in another cup final. Oh, mate, it was a brilliant day. Brilliant, brilliant day. It took me back to playing county, mate, seriously. I did. I, I was going to say, actually, with Norfolk Effort, you know, with the county, did it feel a little bit like home, so to speak? Or could be, as it was senior football, was there much difference in a, in a strange way? It, it, 
I've been I've been lucky enough to play there a few times, but um, it did like when I first rocked up, uh, we went down quite early. Um, me and Graham and my girlfriend went, and um, just walking walking out on the pitch, mate. I did kind of feel like oh, I remember all these times I played for County and you know all the other finals that played in there before. But the whole senior football aspect that you talked about, I, I didn't really feel it. To be fair, I didn't really feel it, and I think that's testament to number one the club. Um, for bringing me in and for welcoming the way they have. Throughout the whole year, I've never felt the difference. Um, obviously, playing against other teams, there is obviously a difference. But in terms of the players I'm playing with in the team, I never felt a difference. I, I feel like they really helped me settle in really well. Um, and that goes for everyone at the club, from the backroom staff, to the players, to the people that come and watch us. Um, I never really felt, you know, obviously senior football, I just eased my way in there and... I'd like to think I've done it quite, quite okay this year, and that's that's the second reason I think I think it's you know, test how far I've really come from where I was before. Yeah, sure. So when you're in that big white tunnel, Ruben, and you know there's a good 200 plus um, people there watching, um, and you know you're 90 minutes away from you know another piece of silver in the cabinet for the club, another winners' medal coming up potentially. Um, being a number one, obviously you've got that potential of um, the dreaded penalty shootout lottery. So compared to the other 10 players, how do you personally prepare for such an occasion? And do penalties cross your mind or is it a case of you worry about it if it comes to it? How, how do you personally deal with such an occasion like that? I think in the tunnel before I may, I do not think about anything. Okay. I don't think about the people coming to watch. I don't think about this is a potentially a cup final. We could win. I don't. I don't. I just want to focus on the game and just getting the job done. Really, just just prepare exactly the same as any other game. Do my certain superstitions that I have that I like to do before my games. Make sure my gloves are good. Make sure my boots are good. And make sure I've got everything. And uh, just just perform to the best of my ability, mate. I, I try not to think about oh maybe there's this person watching. Maybe that. Because that that would distract me, and if I'm distracted during the game, uh, one little moment could go wrong, and that can win or lose game. Yeah, sure. Um, so, obviously, uh, as well for those who don't know, um, you faced a very physical, very well organised, um, and very thought out uh, Stalin side. Um, how was the game for you personally? Um, you know, for the whole 90 minutes, how did it? Uh, how, how did the, how did the whole experience feel go, go for you? It was an interesting one to be fair because we played Stalham earlier on in the season in like December um, and we beat them 9-0 and with a scoreline like that I was relatively untroubled. Um, but I felt that especially going into the game could have been a massive destruction for us kind of thing. oh we beat these before sort of thing I was like nah fellas these will be alright you know you don't you don't get to a final for just being alright like you must have something about you if that yep. makes um, and like I said, like they they scored first, like they scored first, and it's completely down to like that. That's cre- it's credit to them really because um, they started a lot better than us. I think the whole the whole team will say we didn't start very well in that final. Um, they they went one nil up, um, but I always knew we had something in our locker, like we always did. Um, but it, it was a good game, to be fair. Like I was, I was busy for a good, good majority of the first half. There was a one-on-one save I made uh, just after the goal, and there was another big chance where Brody put in a really good challenge. 
uh, credit to him because it did me a world of good to uh, come and sleep at the striker's feet straight after it. But after that, going to half-time, it was uh, 2-1. Hunty and Clark scored. So uh, we went in 2-1. And then after that, didn't really have much to do second half, but I had a one-on-one save to make as well. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was it for me, really, to be honest. Um, I was I was, I was was quite busy, but, you know, not as busy as maybe I thought I'd be, but not troubled at all, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But to, to, be, to be fair, mate, obviously, I know obviously every team sets up differently and has their own philosophy of uh, how they want to play and manage a football match. But um, I, I, one thing for me, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I've noticed with Caster, especially in that final, it's almost as if, you're adopting more of a sweeper-keeper role. Um, you know, I, I, obviously the under 18s I didn't... I, I saw you have uh, glimpses of you doing that, but with Kester, it really does look like, at times, you're like the, you are the, like the extra, extra defender, and if anything comes to you, you just put your foot through and get rid of the danger and take the pressure off the team. Yeah, I think I know the, the moment you're talking about, I got chopped down by the... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely sliced, mate. But no, um, yeah, it was a it was an aspect of my game Graham really wanted to work on. Going, yeah. uh, even last season, um, when I signed, he was like, this is how we play about from the back. I want you to kind of be the super keeper sort of role. Uh, Bud said the same, so did Matty. So um, like, it's, a, it's an aspect of my game I really like. I like being the super keeper role. It's the way that football's going, in my opinion. So to have, to have a goalkeeper who can play with his feet, is a lot more creditable than a goalkeeper who just keeps the ball out the back of the net, even though that is pretty much what the job, job description is. Um, yeah. But you look at teams like Liverpool, Man City, they've both got goalkeepers who are well-known for using their feet rather than shots off in my opinion. You've got Alisson and Edison, who are both, I'd say, at the same level of playing with their feet as the outfielders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Graham, Graham said that as soon as I signed him. He was like, just how we play, how I want you to play. And I was like, fantastic, because I think I can do that. And um, yeah, that, that, that's how the season's really gone for us, to be fair. Even in the warm-up to start with, before I go away with Buzz, who, by the way, best mentioned to Buzz, because he's been absolutely led to me for absolutely like Graham and everyone at the club, um, really helped me settle into men's football. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that. But um, I'd even go in and do the rondos with them, uh, with all the outfielders and whatever just before I even go and do my volleys and actual warm-up, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So to, 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 so just to ask them, mate, for any potential younger keepers that um, come across uh, our podcast and stuff, um, how you know how has it gone learning a new role as a goalkeeper, so to speak? So what, what I'm trying to say is, I suppose, to become a sweeper-keeper, did it take a little while to get used to it? Did it feel a little bit sort of... Um, sort of strange, or did you feel actually, you know, it come, it was very natural for you to be fair when asked to do that. Um, it, it, in a way, it kind of felt quite natural because um, half the time when I'm down training just on my own uh, with my mates down the park or whatever, even during COVID, I always work on some aspect of footwork as well, just to like really get used to it. So when it comes down to either a Tuesday night training or a Saturday game. Oh, we want you to play with your feet. It's like, yeah, no bother. You know what I mean? Instead of being yeah. like, God, I haven't worked on this. And we touched on it in the last podcast. I really like to train on aspects that I need to improve on, which I think is how you obviously should train. Um, but yeah, it just it, because I knew I worked on it, I was never really that 
startled by it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'll say that. So with with as as you know, for those who didn't see the uh, game against Stalham in the Offside Trust final at the FDC, um, I've, I've been speaking to a few um, other players from other teams who have competed in the uh, other five finals, and um, it's interesting to hear their take on it. But um, you're going to be the very first sort of goalkeeper that I actually uh, asked this to. So, for you know, Ruben, how did you know when you're in when you're winning a cup final? And you've got 200 plus people there, um, you know, friends, family, girlfriends, etc. How are those last 10 minutes for you as a goalkeeper? And what sort of advice could you potentially give to any of the younger ones who come across this podcast and um, are looking for a bit of experience and knowledge on it, mate? Do you know what? It's a really weird one because you ask any other person or player what them last 10 minutes are like, it will be completely different for a goalkeeper, in my opinion. Um, personally, I just keep, try to keep calm and composed uh, like throughout the game, not worry too much about the time, not worry too much about the score. Say if we were what, 2-1 down and we were pushing for something, compared to like if we're winning 2-1 and trying to, like obviously, not let the other team score, I, I treat the the game the exact same, if that makes sense. Yeah, it uh, does, yeah. I asked my girlfriend, actually, after the final, I was like, like how did you feel when you saw that first goal go in? How did you feel when we were getting, uh, well, when we were getting some pressure onto us? And she was like, I am completely ripping it every time the ball comes near you. And I was like, <laughs> it makes sense, though, because, like, I don't feel that pressure because I've played in golf so many years now. And yeah. In goalkeeper too, because we just said we are there to be out of the back of the net. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you don't feel that pressure of, oh, if I can see, well, I, I don't really feel, I can't really speak for anyone else. But if, if I don't feel that pressure of, like, I'm the last line of defence, really, I just, I just kind of, yeah, do my job, really. I probably put that horrifically, but I hope that makes some sort of No, it, it does. It, abs- it absolutely does. But, uh, you know, um, I, you know, when I had my uh, my scout head on, um, you know, I I was I'm going to be honest with you now. I was I was watching you and seeing what seeing how you was going to react after going a goal down on the occasion, you know, and everything else. And do you know what? It was almost as if I could see the frustration and the disappointment the goal went in, but you then, as soon as the whistle went to kick off again, you instantly went into the same philosophy and the same mindset before the goal went in. So, yes, okay, obviously, it, you know, it was a goal, it was disappointing, you're upset, etc. But you didn't get hot-headed, you didn't make rash, rash decisions, you didn't sort of lose confidence. It was almost as if you went straight back into the mindset you had before that goal went in, which, to be fair, I think is probably going to be 75% of the battle, mate, to be successful, if, if you agree. 100%, mate. I'd, I'd say goalkeeping is the most mentally challenging position on the pitch. Oh, definitely. Because, like you just said, you are the last line of defence, and if, if you make a single stupid mistake, it, and it more likely than not will end up in the back of your net. You know, yep. A striker can make a mistake, miss a, go- um, miss a chance, or like put their foot over the ball, it goes back to midfield, etc. Et a goal's not caused by that, more often than not. If I miss a chance, or let my the ball slip under my foot, it's going to probably end up in the back of my net. Um, and, like, goals, goals go in, like, it's, it's, it's football. 
goals are going to be scored against you. Um, if, if it's a worldy strike, fair enough. It's a worldy strike. You can't, you, like, some goalkeepers in the world can't stop them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Paul yeah. goal the other day against Richie. No goalkeeper in the world is stopping that. But, you know, if, if, if a goalkeeper, let's say a, a Robert Green, for example, against USA in the 2010 World Cup, yeah. like, I know I've made a mistake. And if I need anyone to tell me, I'll just turn around and ask my dad, who will always be behind my goal, going, you just made a mistake. I'll go, yeah, I know. I need to move. It's gone. It's gone. The goal's gone in. It, it's, you know, I could spend 80 minutes more about it and potentially lose another two, three, four goals. Or I could actually go, right, you know what, we're going to do something about this. I'm going to go back to the mindset I did before the game and try and affect the game myself, even if yep. that's by talking, positioning, whatever. Um, so I think if you do make a mistake as a goalkeeper, you still go, right, that's that, it's done, you've got to move forward now. No matter if it even just goes in, like a worldie, because some goalkeepers I know, you know a strike has gone you know, up a 90 top bins, they've flown for it and they've gone, should have saved it. It's like, well, look, listen, gone in, there's nothing you can do about it now, just move on. And that was that was what I had at the final and what I've had throughout the season. I've always had it. I was like, yes, I'll beat myself up if there's a mistake. But, like, I don't, I don't need to beat myself up about it because it's gone in, we need to move forward now, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. But I must admit, I found, I, I found, I learned very quickly when I was in, when I was in the sticks, um, you can be a hero one minute and be on camera pulling off, you know, that diving top corner save. And then two minutes later, you can be the villain of the day and cost your team a victory. Um, like, like you say, um, you know, when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it sticks out like a sore thumb. When a midfielder or a striker makes a mistake, it doesn't really get that much attention, potentially, does it? Yeah, 100%, mate. Like, like I was saying, the Spanish goalkeeper the other day, lets the ball run under his foot, it goes in the, goes in the net. But then in extra time, he makes a world he saves. Yeah. He won the game. So, yeah, it's, it's a challenging position, but you, you, you've got to want to be in goal. To, to play and go, if that makes sense. You can't oh, definitely. You will get sick, you will make mistakes, you will concede goals, and you've got to learn to deal with that and to um, push yourself forward from that. And to be, to be honest, mate, yeah, I, I learned that really quickly, and I learned the hard way a number of times, to be fair, in my very, very poor career in the sticks. And, you, you know, it's, it, it's more, you know, when you hit the nail on the head, to be fair, when you said the mentality of a goalkeeper is different to the other 10 players, you know, in my time, and I've got plenty of friends who will probably give me stick for it and remind me, I made a number of mistakes in the past. and I, mean, I look like a ripe lemon. But, you know, for someone, it's such a skill, I think. You Like you say, you've got to want to be a goalkeeper to be able to have that mindset to think, right, it's happened, it's happened, I've got another X amount of minutes to go, and I've got to be switched back on. And like you say, defenders, midfielders, attackers can potentially get away with it a lot more than what you can. Oh, mate, 100%. 100%. Like, tr- trust me, mate, you think you look like a melon, mate. I've made some absolute flags in my life, too. Well, I must admit, I'll have to go through the archives and see if I can do a uh, a Ruben Lang c- c- compilation of like mistakes, maybe. <laughs> but I, I, to be fair, I don't think I've actually, you know, I I don't think there's actually, you know, from what I remember, mate, it's it's all been uh, on a plus side. It's all been, you know, 
you've, you've really stuck out for me, and I've, I've really noticed um, a lot. Um, like I say, I've noticed you're playing sweeper keeper more. I noticed you're using your feet a lot more. You know, you're, you know, your composure is spot on. It's just a case of it would be nice if there was like a goalkeeping course local, and they said this is what you kind of need to have a foundation to become a half decent keeper, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's so much pressure on kids these days. Um, you know, compared to, to, I don't know, it just seems like everybody wants success too quick, and if you try too hard, as I'm sure you'll agree, you make more mistakes and just by playing your own simple game. Yeah, you've got to know what type of a goalkeeper you are. Um, yep. That's when, for example, like when Graham said, we're going to play more with my feet, I knew I kind of had a bit of that in my locker. If I didn't, I would have gone, mate, I, I'm not comfortable playing that way. And that's what you've got to have. You've got to have that confidence to say, this is how I play and this is what my foundations are, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people go, oh, yeah, I can do this, I can do that. When it comes to the match day like, scenario and something actually happens like that in a game where you, for example, got to use your feet and you've got to come for a cross or you've got to, you know, save a penalty, some people don't have it. Yeah. Um, so you've got to know the type of goalkeeper you are, whether you're a stay on your line, shot stopper, whether you're a sweeper keeper, you're whatever. And, um, yeah. So I, I must admit, at the end of the uh, Offside Trust final, um, when I come to see you, I could tell the instant release when you lifted that trophy. When you gave me that high five, you almost broke my arm and shoulder through the release of tension. <laughs> you know, you, you were, it, it was almost as if I felt that release, like, you know, not, not so much, thank God, the whistle's gone, but, you know, you've worked hard and that's the reward and that's a clear sign that, you know what, boys and girls, if you want to be a goalkeeper, do it. But you're going to have to work a little bit hard like this to be able to lift something like this at the end of it. You, you've, got to, you've got to be out there on the, you know, the muddy Monday mornings where it's torrential rain mid-November, putting in the work on something that you don't want to do. You'd rather be sat in front of your fire or just even like just relaxing, mate. Yep. You go and do it if you want to be somewhere in life. If that goes with anything, you've got to put the work in. Um, and that's why I'm so interested. Even, even though I may not want to, I've still got to have that in me to go, you know what, I'm going to go out and train. It might feel like crap now. Yep. I go out and train now, make mistakes now, put myself through the hard work so that I can get a reward such as winning a trophy at the end of the season, such as being here in a penalty shootout, etc., etc. And I'm going to do it. And that's when it comes down to, you know, what you see on a match day is half of what you see. Well, not even half. It's, it's only a small proportion of what you see that goes on with any football club. Um, yeah. You know, you could batter a team for 89 minutes, but then you see for the 90th minute for a last minute winner. And everyone forgets about the hard work that you put in and all the chances you had. They're just talking about the goals and the results and how it's done. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd just say if you, if you want to achieve anything in life, not just goalkeeping or anything, you've got to put the hard work and determination to make sure that you get yourself over that line. Well, to be fair, mate, that's extremely sound advice. I might as well just say goodbye, Ruben's in charge. Really, <laughs> that was absolutely that was absolutely that was absolutely sensational advice. To be fair, um, but you know, mate, I, I think you fit Caster 
really well because you know for those who don't know you know the slogan with the hashtag case to men never turn back that's that really suits you down to a treat doesn't it I think so. I think so. Like, I, I wasn't gonna ever go and join a club that I didn't feel comfortable at, or a club that maybe was like, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. But like I said at the start, I'd like to think I've settled in nicely. Um, you know, I love all the boys a bit. I think they're class. I think the backroom staff are amazing as well. Steve, Buzz, Graham, the devs, the dev staff as well. Other Graham. There's so many Grahams at our club, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everyone's class. More than anything, I'm grateful to be given the opportunity um, because it is a trek for me. And I know that turns a lot of players away from playing at certain clubs. Oh, it's a bit of a trek. Oh, can I get there? Can I do this? Can I do that? But a lot, I'd, I'd happily travel to Cater playing a team like that because they're all sound to a team. And yes, it's not always going to be, you know, all lines and dandy at the end of the day. There is going to be lows. And there has been lows throughout our season. But Never enough to turn me away. God, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I think everyone at the club, at the club is far. Sure. I mean, to, to be to be honest, mate. I mean, you know, if if we just touch on now, um, I will be speaking with um, Al very soon, actually. Um, but you know, if if we just touch on a little briefly about this uh, very very um, superb, beautiful caster shirt. For the, for the for the case for the, is it is it for the for the, for the nine lifeboatmen that they come uh, back one day? Yeah, the lifeboatmen. Yeah, honestly, I think it's class, mate. I remember hearing it on BBC Radio Norfolk. Al went on there um, to launch it originally, and obviously we managed to wear it for the cup final. That was that was what um, Graham actually said as well. We um, before our semi final against Eastern at Bungie, two one two one. He was like, if you manage to get to the final, we can wear the new kit, which was a booster in itself. But the kit is it's gorgeous and it's for a fantastic cause as well. Um, like we talked about the community beforehand, um, I think I think what the whole club has done with it and the way they want to go with it is, is fantastic. And, oh, uh, to- to- totally agree, mate. Totally agree. I think it's absolutely I think it's absolutely fantastic. And you know what? I think it's an absolute fitting tribute that you boys uh, brought home a trophy from the FDC in that uh, is it the, the, uh, the century in a year. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, to be fair, mate, I mean, if you think about it, you know, really deeply, yourself and the other 10 boys in that team sheet, you know, you're going to go down in, in years to come that you guys were the team on 100 years when those nine men didn't come back, that you actually brought a, a trophy back to Caser in, the, in, the, in their memory. So that's a, yeah. that's quite a bit of history there, if, if you've actually thought about it that way. Yeah, it, I haven't actually thought about it like that way at all. That is actually quite quite the milestone to hit in it <laughs> absolutely absolutely i mean you, you see mate it's like i say to my little boy i do watch and take things in sometimes <laughs> <laughs> unlike me mate who i am dopey as but we won't go and speak about the rest <laughs> <laughs> but no it's like i say you you, you, you 11 but you 11 boys that went on that pitch and the sub the management um the date the time the pictures they're going to go down for years to come, mate. That basically, on the hundred years those nine men didn't come back, you know, that's going to go down in case to history, pal. Yeah, no, it is good. It is good. It does make me smile to think about it like that way. Well, you're glad you spoke to me now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I was always going to speak to you, Sean. <laughs> so speak, speaking of um, big moments and stuff, um, this Friday you've got a very big game, albeit a friendly. I when I was I never look at I never saw a game as a friendly. I just saw it as ninety minutes of, of a battle personally. Um, so I use the term friendly match very loosely, to be fair. Um, but a very big game against a very well organised and a very well drilled Lowestoft team. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll be a great test. Um, like you said, it is a friendly, but no game's really ever a friendly. Especially, especially a local derby, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I think it'd be a great test. They've got a great team. They've got some great players. But so have we. So I don't see why we can't go there and get something. But, you know, it'd be, it'd be more than... More than adequate if we came away with anything. I know it's only friendly, but um. how 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 is there anything you have to you change, Ruben, in your training? I mean, obviously that, that you can give away without obviously <laughs> lost off knowing or anything. But does the the different level of um, sort of standard they play affect you, or is it just eleven v eleven in your view? Yeah, to be fair. Not just with Lowestoft, with any team, I never really focus on the opposition. If, if there is something that I need to worry about, Buzz would be the first to tell me in the training session for the game on the Saturday, if that makes sense. If I need to focus on anything in particular, he'll tell me there and then. Because I think looking into a team too much, you can sometimes be absorbed by literally them. Just constantly thinking about them. And when you start overthinking things, I think you can't really perform to the best of your ability. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'd say it's, I just see it as 11 v 11, um, but what happens, happens, I think it would be a great test. Sure. And, um, you know, <laughs> I see that the uh, case to management like to keep the momentum going, and then a few days later you've got, I believe, Yarmouth at home. Yeah, we have an easy one, don't we? Yeah, I, 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 I see that um, they like to keep the games, you know, short, sharp and sweet for you boys. Brilliant though, because that's what we did last pre-season, and it worked a treat, especially with the start we had last year, um, and especially after the year that everyone had. Um, I think just keep it up, thick and fast, getting as and when they come is uh, fantastic. So, um, am I right in saying, Ruben, the game against Yarmouth? Am I right in saying from memory that's a, mem- a Memorial Cup game? Yeah, it's a Memorial Cup game. We had one last year. Unfortunately, I missed it because I was up. Right. I think Yarmouth won one nil, but yeah, it happens every year, and it's, like you said, it's a Memorial Cup game at Cater. So really, like you say, you've got two local derbies in about seventy-two odd hours, and uh, you've got no real let-up, mate. Really, have you? Oh, mate, tell me about it. I'm happy I've shaved my head because it is. God, loads, mate. Seriously. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. To be fair, two great tests and. Um, what better way to, you know, kickstart the season with, with testing ourselves against arguably some of the best teams in the county? Absolutely. So you, I, I totally agree. We're two of the best teams on the East Coast for sure. Um, with, with, with them games so close together, Ruben, do you are you just get, do you just stick to sort of the training plan with Caster, or do you sort of ease up your own personal training? How 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 do you personally prepare for, with all respect, two big friendly games in, in my view? Um, so with any game, no matter who we're playing, I always like to do sessions throughout the week. Uh, yep. Just parts with my mates and whatever. Um, but not just having a dot about just like high intensity sessions, if that makes sense. 
Um, obviously, I train with Casey on Tuesdays. That's when I get uh, goalkeeper training and I see the team. Um, and then I also have a gym membership here in the city. So when I'm not, whenever me and my girlfriend are about in the city, uh, we like to go to the gym. And um, that's where I can really focus on other parts of my body that I might want to work on to help my football. So yeah, it, it, it sounds it sounds like uh, well, to be fair, mate, you know, all all, all the best for uh, for prep for it. And like I say, I just think you know with Lowestoft and Yarmouth, um, like I say, with all respect to them, um, yeah, they both play very, in my view, very good football. They're very both well organised. Um, local people won't need any introduction on how they play, um, just like yourselves. But um, I think it's a real show of Caster's ambition. Um, of how they want to hit the ground running and send a message out to uh, everybody in, in, in the league, mate, really. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think throughout last season as well, um, the exposure the club was getting, whether that be through the league or how far I made it in the Stanley Cup, um, I thought it was fantastic because it, yet again, just shows people who might not know Pacer well what we're doing as a club and as a community and where we want to take it to the future. And I think anything to prove that is, uh, is fantastic for the players. Yeah, sure. So um, just, to, just to finish on there, mate, like I say, I mean, I, I, I am uh, planning on filming both games, uh, to be fair. So there's no pressure. So if you do make a, a bit of a cock up, as you put it, I'm sure I can get it and uh, highlight it for you. <laughs> but uh, in, in all seriousness, like I, say, I am planning on filming both games. Uh, Friday night is at Lowestoft, and to be fair to, to the Lowestoft boys, that is free entry. Um, so I hope they get a. I hope both of you get a real good cracking support down there um, and enjoy a cracking game of football. Um, same at the start of next week when um, you play Yarmouth. But for those who don't know. Um, where you boys play, mate. How would people who want to come and give you guys a look, where would they find you? Uh, I think it's called Allendale Road in K-Star, uh, just down from uh, Brantford and the Big Middle. It's near that. Uh, but if you head over to the K-Star Twitter page or Instagram page, the, uh, the link and the location is over there. So, uh, come and watch. And to be fair, mate, that's it. That, that is very, very well put. What I would do now, my friend, is I would just uh, let you get back to uh, normal life. And uh, like I say, I will. Um, like I say, I plan to see you on Friday. And I think is it Tuesday the game against Yarmouth? Next Tuesday. Yeah. So I, pl I plan to see you on those two games, mate. But I must say, as always, mate, an absolute pleasure once again to have you and to, to speak to you. And like I say. Um, you know, we wanted you to be the uh, the first on, um, you know, because like I say, you've got number one, number one on, on your back and I wanted you to be number one on here. And um, like I say, there's many, uh, well, you know, personally, um, reasons why we've decided to sponsor you for the, for the, for the year. And um, I can't end it, say anything else, mate, but um, best of luck for the upcoming game. I wish you all the best for the season coming, bud. Thank you very much, mate. It means the world and any time, you know, I'm always about. You're more than welcome, mate. You're more than welcome. So, everybody, that is Ruben Lane, Caster's number one. And as he, is, as he mentioned, if you want to see Ruben in action, head over to Caster's uh, social media pages and um, you will find all the details on where them lads play 
and uh, especially the, the news and information on that new famous shirt they've released. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Cheers, guys.